0: Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Miles, and it is lovely to be with you again this week. Today we are going to talk about being real. What does it mean to be real? Well, for me, it actually has helped me so much in my recovery from anxiety and depression. Now, when I'm in a good mood, you know about it, you know, and when I'm in a bad mood, well, I find it hard to keep that one to myself. So I, I actually I did have one very embarrassing memory, which I'm going to share share with you of an emotional airport farewell where I couldn't keep it together. And I think all the staff at that airport are probably still talking about me. Uh, about 10 years ago, Rich and I spent a few months in Cyprus and Richard was looking after a church in Limassol. Yeah, I know nice work if you can get it and uh, in the middle of our time there I actually came home for three weeks. I was going to a wedding and I had some stuff to do and work that I couldn't do remotely so in the middle of the trip I came back for three weeks. So we were saying goodbye for the three weeks at the departure gate of Lim- Of actually it was Larnaca Airport and I don't know who started it, right? It might not have been me, but we both ended up crying. (laughs) And I kind of lost it and I had to go through the gate because my flight, you know, was being called. And I cried all the way through the queue and got to the scanner where I had to take my laptop out of my bag and was getting the change out of my pocket and taking my shoes off and all that. And all the time I'm sobbing, you know, doing that. You know, the toddler... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, like really really sobbing didn't that sharp intake of breath stuff and one of the very nice Cypriot security guards asked me if I was okay and through my sobs I said yeah thanks and I pointed back through the departure lounge and I said I've just left my husband in the... and before I could finish the sentence I burst into tears again absolutely broke down in sobs and the Cypriot security guard went you just left your husband? Then he starts to shout something in Greek to one of his colleagues. She runs over and says, can I get you a chair? Let me get you a chair. And then she she shouts back to him something else in Greek. I am i can't talk because I'm crying. This woman puts her arm around me and leads me to a chair. Oh, you have just left your husband. That's so sad. Please, please come and sit. And I can't and I was like no I need to get my laptop I need to get mine she was like don't you worry don't you worry about your laptop you can get that in a minute come and sit down do you want me to call somebody? have you got your phone with you what a terrible thing that you have left your husband <laughs> and I said when I eventually started to call myself I was like I've just left him in the departure lounge like I, I, I'll be back in three weeks and she just kind of looked at me You need to finish. You need to finish your security check. So I I went back over to my bag. She says something in Greek to the security guard. He throws his eyes to heaven, makes a kind of nothing sound. And uh, neither of them were impressed. So I kind of sheepishly packed up my stuff, but I was still crying. So every so often I go, (laughs) oh, my goodness, made my way to Starbucks. Not my finest hour. But uh, I was never, you know, this is what I'm saying. I was never very good at holding in tears. If I was, if I'm upset, you know about it. But one thing that happened to me over time when periods of anxiety and depression, not, not stuff that's caused outside of me, but stuff that kind of comes from within. I started to learn to hide that kind of inner sadness. It, it, if somebody was to say what's wrong with you and I didn't know the answer, it was that sadness. it was that anxiety, it was that whatever those tears that I that I hid, not the overwhelming emotional stuff that that make me that made me kind of have one of those ridiculous outbursts in, in airports, but the inner kind of deeper depressive feelings that I was struggling with. So I, I not only hid them from others, but I started to hide them from myself and just ignore them. And I would push through a bad day because if there's no outpouring of emotion and there's no reason, then I felt, well, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just being an Egypt. Just book yourself up. Just get on with it, you know. And then I'd look at myself in the mirror and go, what is wrong with you? And The answer is, I don't know. Well, then get back and do what needs to be done. This was always my, my kind of way of dealing with it. And I think happiness is easy to define. Joy is easy to define. And that kind of abject grief of leaving your husband for three weeks. But, you know, that that kind of whatever made me so sad about that. But, you know, like real grief, you know, if you have lost somebody or circumstances, I I think those ones, sometimes you can't help but pour them out. But it was in it was this kind of indefinable feeling that I felt I had to hide. You know, I can't tell you what's wrong with me, so there mustn't be anything wrong with me so I just kind of barreled on you know and eventually it would pass it would come and go over time but it started to happen that the spells of it the spells of these depressive feelings were getting longer and the easier days were kind of reducing and reducing and then they'd just be easy moments in a day and then eventually I just had to stop I just kind of Crashed really emotionally, you know. And in the last year and a half, things really have improved for me. And I'm so grateful to the NHS and to my GP. And I'm grateful for medication that has helped me. You know, I'm grateful that it's available to me. I'm active, I'm eating better. And I think all of those things are contributing, you know, to my improvement. But I think another key way that I've been able to help myself is to be real, is to get real. And acknowledge those bad days where there is no reason. Now they're far more infrequent now, but when they come, and they still do come, I don't push them away. I you know, I I say right, this is not a good day for me. There is no reason, nothing happened, I'm not angry with anyone or sad about anything. There's something inside me that's just pulling me down. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna go with it. In the sense that I'm not going to pretend I don't feel like this. So I would tell Richard. There's nothing he can do. There's nothing I can do. I just have to kind of get through it. But I have learned that to be real about how I feel has actually helped me. Because pushing it down and pushing it away and just burying it. It's just not, it's just not good for me. It's not productive. It's not helpful. First of all, you know, I had to be honest with myself. And then with others and not everybody will understand, you know, if this is something that maybe you feel you need to do, like I've said it before, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a coach. All I'm doing is sharing my own um, circumstances and my own journey. Um, And not everybody understands if you haven't got a particular reason as to why you're having a bad day, there are people who won't understand why you just can't function as normal. And, there are some people who don't understand why you could function yesterday why can't you function today like you were perfectly able to do what you needed to do yesterday why can't you do it today i don't know i don't know why but i just can't i can't do it today and sometimes i just have to bow out of a day or bow out of of responsibilities or you know things that are on my to-do list maybe be alone for a bit maybe watch some brainless telly maybe go for a walk or go for a drive but just to acknowledge what it you know that there is something up in fact i was out walking over the weekend and i fell and i have become a bit of a faller over the last few years and i used to think that you know when i lost weight and when i got my eyesight sorted out because i do have an eye condition yeah i know i'm completely falling apart <laughs> There is not one bit of me that there isn't something wrong with. But um, but yeah, I just, you know, I thought that I would be, you know, I could imagine myself striding forward. But I've actually fallen quite a few times in the last couple of years. And again, I fell and it was, you know, I know exactly what happened. I was walking and I was walking with my friend and I was actually watching out because the leaves are a bit slippy, you know, there's leaves everywhere from the trees and it's beautiful and it's autumn, but it's a bit treacherous. And I'm watching out for slippy leaves and I just put my foot on a leaf and underneath the leaf was a big wobbly stone and my ankle went over and crash bang wallop I hit the ground like a ton of bricks and I was a bit down after that you know that I'd fallen again and and it knocks my confidence every time that happens it's happened like I say it's happened quite a few times so on Monday I just did not want to go for a walk I did not want to go and um and Richard reminded me how much I love walking and how much, it, you know, I it benefits me and how good for me that it is. And he said, come on, you know, we'll go together. And it was a beautiful, sunny, freezing cold, sunny autumn day. We wrapped up, you know, the hats and heavy coats and we went out and we actually didn't say much on our walk. We didn't have a big, long conversation. Quite often we'd kind of chat through things or talk about church life or talk about us or and we didn't really say much on the walk. We just walked. It was quiet and and I think I just needed it. I think I needed that. Just those few minutes of fresh air. I felt safe because I was linking him, so I kind of my confidence um had been a bit bruised and so had my knee, by the way. You should see my knee. Oh, my goodness. Black and blue. But um it was just nice to be out in the in the fresh air and moving. But That's an example of how something happens or nothing happens. And I have this really dodgy day, a really dodgy day. And it was I was a bit like that on Monday. But I think being real about how I feel actually helps it to pass. It helps it to it helps me to move on and to kind of get back into a a better stride. And, you know, it's kind of like quite a biblical a concept because there are some characters in the Bible and when you read their experiences you just sound like some of them actually were quite chronically depressed and their situation certainly put them in a very downcast mode but there's a verse in in psalm 42 and it says why my soul are you downcast why so disturbed within me put your hope in god for i will yet praise him my saviour and my God. These psalmists, they acknowledged that they were downcast and they didn't know why. The psalmist actually speaks directly to his own soul. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? And an answer doesn't come to that question. So he moves on and says, put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him, my saviour and my God. And I think that is another part for me is I you know coming to God and saying Lord I am so downcast at the moment I don't know why and in some ways I shouldn't be I have so much you've given me so much I've you know my life is so good you know compared to many people in the world I am rich beyond measure but I'm downcast I'm downcast that's just the way it is that is the way it is today I don't know why but I'm going to put my hope in you. And I think that's part of being real. For me, for me as a Christian, that is part of being real. Going to God and saying, I am so down. I don't know why. I really have no business being down. But I can't help it. I can't stop it. That reality, that being real with yourself. Being real with others. And if you are in communication with God, being Him, being real with him as well. Be real with him. I, I just can't... Um, I can't give you any better advice and actually if you want an example of me being real I decided on Monday. um no not Monday when did I do it do you know something I can't I don't know what day it is today's is Wednesday isn't it anyway anyway whatever day it was I decided that I was going to do a facebook live because some people had been asking me about the bread now in episode 10 of words wobbles and wisdom i talk about bread and i talk about this beautiful spelt wholemeal bread that i make so i decided to go on instagram and do a live and it if you are looking for a lesson in how not to do a live go and have a look at it because it's well first of all The camera's pointed at me for the whole time and not the mixing bowl, which would probably be a lot more helpful. At one stage, I realised this is happening. So I lift the jug up to show you. I don't know why I wanted to show the people who were watching the milk in the jug. So I bring the milk jug up to the camera. I turn it over and then I spill the milk out of the jug. I mean, it really is how not to do a video. And then I brushed my hair before I did the video because I thought I need to, you know, make myself look a bit reasonable. And it looks like somebody got a balloon and rubbed the back of my hair with a balloon because my hair at the back is completely standing out. I don't know what happened. And then I'm, you know, I'm talking about mixing the bowl, but all you can see is me talking about mixing the bowl. So it is a great example of how not to do an Instagram live. But I was determined to do it. I thought, no, this is, you know, people had asked me about the bread and rather than just do a post about the bread, I thought, I'll make some bread on Instagram Live and talk them through the process because it's so easy. Ten minutes, mix up the flour and the milk and the salt and the bicarb, and that's it. Bung it in the oven. So if you're looking for a lesson in baking bread, go somewhere else. But if you're looking in for a lesson in how not to do a live, go and do that one. But the thing about the live is, it's it was real. I decided I'm not going to worry about how many chins can be seen. I'm not going to worry about. Well, I didn't know my hair was as bad as it was at the back. You should see it. It's mad looking but I just thought no I'm just going to do it because I just need to be real I'm just in that phase at the moment I just need to be me I just need to do the things that I do yeah I've done videos I've done interviews and you have to kind of make yourself look respectable and that's fine but I decided that I was going to do that live and it was going to be me and I was going to be real and I was practising just being real and um, yeah maybe a bit too real (laughs) maybe just a teensy weensy weensy bit too real (laughs) But no, I think that's really what I wanted to share with you today, though, is that I have found over time accepting how I feel when I'm having a bad day, that letting that feeling be there, not trying to suppress it, not trying to deny it and not barreling through and pretending it's not there. It's really helped me to actually say I need a day or a half a day or an hour or whatever it is. I need time. To just let this pass now I know for some people depression is a much more serious thing for some people it's a much more chemical thing and and like I say I, I have access to medication and I'm grateful for it and I I take it and it helps me but there are times where I just need to stop and rather than just keeping going that's what I do I stop and I allow myself the time and the space that I need to just let that down day that dark day pass and what i found is that if i let that happen it passes an awful lot quicker and what i'm what I, what's happening is i'm not compounding and i think that's what was happening before i was compounding a down day and pushing it down and then another down day would come and i would just push that down and what was happening was i think they were all building 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 until there was no space for me to say you know there's no room left to push another down day in there. Whereas now, I kind of set them free. (laughs) Let them happen. Set them free and move on. And if you think that's something that might help you, like again, I have to say it, I'm not a counsellor, I'm not a coach. And if you're somebody that is in therapy, obviously, you know, discuss this with your therapist, discuss it with your doctor. But it's not ignoring it. It's letting it happen and letting it pass. And I know for me, being real, being real about how I feel, being real about my depression, being real about my anxiety has helped me. And I hope that this has helped you today. And so to round off today, it is time for what is that about? Yes, indeed. What is that about? Well, I'm getting quite irked. Irked? Is that the word? Quite irked. Had videos on Instagram and Facebook that promised me that I'm going to be entertained beyond my wildest dreams. And guess what? They're not entertaining. I spent ages watching this video. That because ever so often the person that it was saying, no, "Just wait, wait till just wait till you see, wait till you see what happens." And I watched it and watched it and watched it and watched it. And I got to the end and went, "Is that it?" Like that is like six and a half minutes of my life gone forever. What is that about? Like these videos that tell you, if you watch this, that it's going to be the best. Did you see the one about the painting of the wedding dress? Oh my goodness, it went on for ages. And at one stage, about like three quarters of the way into it, it was brilliant. But by the end of it, I mean really, all they had to do was throw a bucket of paint over. It would have looked exactly the same. I don't understand what that was about. Like some of the haircut, like I was a hairdresser years ago. Some of the haircut videos, are, I'm like big deal you know cutting it with the razor and feathering it with this and cutting it you know and then at the end of it like chopping the whole lot off like i spent ages feathering the bottom of it and cutting trimming the bottom of it in all these different shapes and directions and then cutting the whole lot off and ah here what is that about like seriously i if i am gonna watch a video now actually there's a great video on instagram of a girl (laughs) baking And she, she pours the milk out and she tells you about what's happening in the bowl, but the camera's not pointed at the bowl. The camera's pointed at her and she looks like she's rubbed the back of her head with a balloon. That's a great video. Watch that one. Don't watch that one. Don't watch that one. But uh, yeah, it's videos that promise you that they're going to be the most entertaining thing you've ever seen. And at the end of it, it's like, Frankie, what is that about? Yeah. What is that about? Right, I'm off. Listen, thank you so much for listening. It's been a joy to be back with you. AnnMarieMiles.co.uk If you've got any comments, questions, thanks for buying me a coffee for those who did that last week. And thank you so much for all the encouraging messages. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.